This is the Life Truth Network. Quest for our truth. Episode 424. Quest for Truth, presented by Protectorate Productions and HPN, Heltsley Podcast Network. Now located at life-truth.com. And now, here are your hosts. Their pronouns aren't he, she, or even them. Here are Your Majesty and Your Honor, Keith Heltsley and Nathan Caldwell. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. This is your host Keith and it is time for Quest for Truth. Hey, I'll be joined in a moment by our co-host Nathan Caldwell and he will have uh, a few words to share on the topic of love. Uh, as we started, what's it last week or the week before? I don't remember. <laughs> but we had to break it off and we're going to finish it up today. We will... Uh, finish talking about uh, uh, the endurance of love, how it's the greatest of all the spiritual gifts that a Christian might have. Uh, Because that's what love is. It is a gift from God, and it's the greatest gift we can have. But unless you are a believer, unless you uh, believe in God, you, you can't fully understand and grasp the depth of love. You might think you do. You might have a comprehension of a, a love without God, but knowing God uh, will help you to understand and fully know this greatest of gifts. Now, with that, uh, stand by, and we'll get to it right after a quick word from uh, this message is from the good folks at the Christian Podcast Community dot com. You'll hear some awesome people and voices like these. Welcome back to The Christian Rebel, and I am your host, Brett Collier. On The Christian Rebel podcast, we follow the teachings that is found in Romans 12.2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. By not conforming to this world, we essentially are rebelling against the world and conforming with Christ. Be a rebel and follow Jesus. If this podcast has helped you, please subscribe and share with everyone you know. If you would like to support this ministry, please visit www.christianrebelpodcast.com and click on the donate button. And if you are a Christian business owner and you would like to sponsor us, just click on the contact button and send us a message for details. Again, thank you for listening and until next time, keep the faith. How is your flame of truth, Christian? Is it burning bright? Hi, I'm Rebecca Burschwinger, creator and host of One Little Candle, a weekly podcast dedicated to encouraging, empowering, and equipping believers to be the light that God has called us to be so that we may pass down undefiled the truth of God's infallible word to the next generation. So join me and light your own little corner of the world. You can listen to One Little Candle on all major podcast platforms or at christianpodcastcommunity.org. Welcome to the Truth Be Known podcast. 
bringing you the objective truth boldly, candidly, and without apology. Welcome to this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Be Known podcast. I'm Nathaniel Jolly. And I'm Eki Tepsapornchai. And a Christian, you know, Christians above all, be faithful, leave the results to God, and trust in the hope we have in Christ. Until next time, let the truth be known. The Truth Be Known podcast is a theologically driven, gospel-centered program, serving the body of Christ by bringing biblical truth to bear on issues facing the church today. Subscribe to the Truth Be Known podcast by using the podcast app on your Apple or Android device, or listen online at strivingforeternity.org in the podcast section. Main topic. Hey, I wanted to return to a passage here in 1 Corinthians 13. We looked at probably a couple weeks ago at this point. And we made it as far as verse 7. And we wanted to pick it up here at verse 8 and proceed. Uh, But before I get going, I just wanted to uh, mention, I don't have the exact definition handy, but I did look it up just for grins on the internet. And uh, actually, a couple of places, dictionary.com, marionwebster.com, they both had a couple of similar definitions to love. But it boiled down to uh, that love is a noun, and it has to do with emotions. Uh, or having an affection for someone, either in a brotherly or family type of a way, or even as a uh, lustful, passionate type of way, uh, emotions, uh, having an affinity, a liking towards something. Um, And those would all be nouns because they're all emotions, and those are things that describe that emotion. And the only thing it really said about love as a verb was that uh, there really not an awful lot it vaguely mentioned you know loving someone but it seemed to be more of a uh, a passionate type of love but the type of love that this chapter deals with uh, as does a great deal of the time in the New Testament when it talks about uh, you know, God is love, love one another, love your neighbor as yourself. All these are the same word, and that's agape love. And it is more a verb. It's what you do. It's how you show love. And certainly it has nothing to do with the uh, passionate, romantic, or even erotic type of love. And this is a reminder, starting at verse 4, it says love is patient, love is kind, not jealous, not brag, not arrogant. Now, this describes the kind of activities that this type of love acts upon. Uh, And certainly you don't see anything in there about romanticism. Uh, Love is uh, patient, kind, and so forth. 
uh, it does not act unbecomingly, does not seek its own, does not provoke, does not take into account wrong suffered. These are all, again, verbs. You can see there how this agape kind of a love is a verb. Uh, does not rejoice to unrighteousness, does, but rejoices with truth. So this rejoicing is uh, it's happy when you are truthful, and it's not happy when you are um, uh, unrighteous. It bears all things, bears as a verb, believes all things, believes as a verb, endures all things, endures as a verb. You can see it's very much as indeed a verb. Uh, this type of agape uh, love that we're dealing with. All right, let's look at First Corinthians 13. Uh, let's pick up where we left off in verse 8. It says, Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there will be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. It says, Love doesn't fail. Um, but he talks then about the gifts of the Spirit, like prophecies and tongues and knowledge. He says these are temporary. Uh, they will go. Is it because we've only got a partial? Something is is not. Fulfilled yet? Something is not there. They're missing. He says we're missing something. Because he says we know in part, and we prophesy in part. We're missing something. Verse eight: Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. Now this uh, seems to link back to the previous chapter. You know the, the chapter. 12 is all about you know the gifts of the Spirit. A lot of people like to claim the gifts that they're still around. But even if you want to say that the gifts have never ceased, love never fails, but gifts will be done away with, whether it be prophecy, whether it be tongues, whether it be knowledge, they will all be done away with. They will all come to cease. And it seems that in the one commentator that I've read, he points out that this being done away with, uh, ceasing, whenever it's uh, a regards to a person, it means that they have intentionally stopped doing what they've been doing. They have, a, There's intentionality about that. When it's uh, ceasing in regards to an inanimate object, it basically means it has become well inert. You know, what's that scientific adage? Uh, object in motion tends to stay in motion uh, unless it's acted upon, and it's, it's no longer acted upon, and so it just rolls to a stop. Uh, in verse nine. Um, for we know in part, and we prophesy in part, and it continues in verse 10. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part, the gift you just referred to, shall be done away. Uh, 
the incomplete, when it becomes complete, the tongues, the prophecies, the gifts of knowledge, they're gone. Now, I am a firm believer that what was complete was the Word of God. During Paul's time, you still still have the apostolic gifts. You still have the Holy Spirit telling people to write things that now show up in the Bible. But we have the completed Bible. So we don't need the gift of tongues. We don't need the gift of knowledge. We can look it up ourselves. We don't need the gift of uh, prophecy because we have all the prophecy we need in the Bible. That's why people talk about the sufficiency of Scripture. Scripture is what you need. It's all you need as far as spiritual truths are concerned. It is your end-all, be-all. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. So, again, uh, taken together, we our knowledge is partial, our prophecy is partial. And I think it was John MacArthur that points out, of course, he spent a lot of time, I mean, paragraphs upon paragraphs, it seems, just on verse 8, talking about how the gift of tongues has ceased. He is very emphatic that they have ceased. And I would agree. I think that uh, the the alleged gift of tongues we have today is not the biblical definition of tongues. Uh, It's far from it. Uh, Prophecy and knowledge, I think, still exist. I know Nathan will probably cross swords with me on prophecy, but I'll just defend myself in saying this, is that if you're talking about like a divine revelation prophecy, I would say that's by and large ceased. But when you talk about a prophet being somebody who proclaims God's word, then I would say, yes, that by and large, that that's this is what I would refer to in our modern times as having the ability to do good hermeneutics, being able to take God's written scripture and being able to rightly divide and judge and uh, interpret that biblical hermeneutics. Uh, And of course you can't do that unless you have knowledge, but even as good as a person may be at that biblical interpretation or that knowledge that we have, it's only partial. We can only know so much. Uh, God is uh, the perfection of all of this, as we'll continue to find out as we read this. And we can't know God. We can't. We can know God, but we can't know God fully. It's like saying, "Hey, I've swam in the ocean, but I didn't swim in all the ocean. <laughs> I just swam a little part of it next to the." shoreline and not even the whole shoreline this is a small part of that shoreline uh, uh, but in verse 10 but when the perfect has come the partial will be done away and so uh, any thing that we have through 
knowledge or prophecy or even tongues or any of the gifts, uh, they're really imperfect. They're partial. They're not perfect. But who is perfect? The perfect comes when Christ comes. When Christ comes, all this partial knowledge, partial uh, prophecy, it'll all be done away with. All these gifts, all these things that we know and do will be done. Verse 11, he continues, he explains. He says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And it, this is just a word picture of you know how we as humans developed. I'm not the same um, person I was when I was two. The things I loved to do when I was two, uh, I don't really care about so much anymore. I mean, a lot of that was you know, playing with trucks and balls and stuff like that, digging in the dirt. And I wouldn't necessarily mind playing with trucks with the kids. <laughs> but it's not my favorite thing to do. I would, don't like to be crawling the floor like I used to when I was two. Uh, but I have you know, developed more. Uh, but even so, uh, even though I don't even speak or reason like a child, I, and I did away with those things. When the perfect comes, when Christ comes, even the little bit of partial knowledge and maybe prophecy I have now will be done away with. There'll be uh, there won't you won't need to hear me preaching or teaching or talking to you. There'll be Jesus. For now, now he's talking. When he says now, he's talking about his time. We see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now, he says, I know in part, but then I shall know even as I am known. He says, right now, during his time, I don't have the complete picture. He says, but one day it's going to be staring me in the face. One day I'll be able to know it like I know myself. Why? Why? Because he'll be able to study the Word of God and complete his knowledge of the things that are lacking. Or if not him, someone after him when the Word of God is finished. Now we see in a mirror dimly. But then, face to face, now I know in part, but then I will know fully just as I have been fully known. This uh, seeing in a mirror dimly, that word dimly means to be obscured. If you think about, if you got the dirty window, you can't see out of it. Why? Because it's been obscured. It's got dirt all over it. But if you take a little bit of cleaner and a rag, you can make it nice and clear and you get lots of sunshine through it and this is what i was talking about we have a, a we have a mirror that's obscured darkened um but then we'll see him face to face now we know things in part but when jesus comes and we see him face to face in that unobscured window uh the wheels know him as he has already known us there will be a mutual uh, understanding between us. Uh, but finally this wraps up he continues and now 
And when he says now, he's talking about after these parts, abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity or love. Now, I just want to end by explaining that verse a little bit. When the gifts ceased, when the Bible was completed and the gifts ceased, because you no longer needed them, there were still three spiritual gifts that remained. Faith, hope, and love. Faith, because as a human being, God's got to do something with us to where we can believe, to where we can trust Him. Hope, because because of what He has done, we have a strong expectation of the future and love. You have more of an ability to love as a believer in Christ than you do as an unbeliever. I believe that, for one thing, because greater love has been shown you, and you suddenly realize I'd better treat people better because I was treated good. But then it says the greatest of these is love. Why is the greatest of these love? I'll tell you. When I get to heaven, <clears throat> I won't need faith. I'll have sight. When I get to heaven, I won't need hope because my hope will have been fulfilled. But when I get to heaven, there will always be love. Back to you, Keith. But now faith, hope, love. Abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. Now, what this means is, of course, faith, hope, and love, or faith, hope, and charity. Charity is love. Uh, they're all great things. They all abide. That means they remain. They stay. They live. They're with us right now. But the greatest of these is love. Now, why is love the greatest of those three? Well, uh, faith is faith, and hope is hope, but love is in faith, and love is in hope. Love is in, remember all those uh, signs and deeds and things we talked about uh, in the first few uh, three verses or so? Uh, without love in our words, it's the clanging brass. Without love in our actions, it's meaningless. Without love in our faith, it's not faith at all, I would imagine, if it's not love in our hope, it's just wishful thinking. Love is in all of that. Uh, now, is there faith and hope with love? Well, maybe, but not so much. But love encompasses all the rest of it. This is why love is greatest. Remember also back in verse 8, it says, love never fails. Love never fails. If there are gifts of prophecies, tongues, knowledge, they'll all be done away with. All fall by the wayside. Faith and hope will fall by the wayside. And you notice by the time it gets to this last verse, 13, where is the mention of tongues? Uh, uh, I think it was 
John MacArthur in his elaborate <laughs> talking about tongues says they've already fallen away. They were only meant for a, a small window of time, and that time has come and gone. They've already ceased. They've already fallen away. They've already been laying dormant. Uh, now, will they come back? Well, sure, I suppose so, in the last times, and it seems like there are prophecies regarding that in Joel and Revelations and other places that talks about those kind of things. But it's not, they're falling away. There is not a durable. But faith and hope uh, endures, but faith and hope doesn't endure the same way as love. Agape love, the kind of love that is action. My name is Andy Olson, and I want to tell you about Echozoi Radio. Echozoi Radio is a podcast outreach of Echozoi Ministries. Every month I find a knowledgeable guest to talk about an important and interesting topic that affects the church today. We carefully balance the discussions of positive, God-glorifying doctrines of Orthodox Christianity from a mostly Reformed point of view with exposés of heresy, false teaching, and poor practice that goes on throughout the church today. You can find us at echozoe.com. That's E-C-H-O-Z-O-E dot com. Castle Rock Women's Health is a pro-women and pro-life clinic and ministry serving women of all ages and backgrounds in the community of Castle Rock, Colorado and the surrounding areas. Castle Rock Women's Health offers well-women care, prenatal care, extended postpartum care, licensed clinical Christian counseling, fertility awareness, hormone therapy, childbirth classes, STI testing and treatment, ultrasounds, and even the abortion pill reversal. Castle Rock Women's Health uses your generosity to offer services at little to no cost for many women in situations where insurance is not available. But Castle Rock Women's Health needs your help. To serve women better in the community, Castle Rock Women's Health is looking to move into a new office. Please consider a charitable donation to help Castle Rock Women's Health offer life-affirming care and reach more women with the love of Jesus Christ by going to givesendgo.com forward slash CRWH. That's givesendgo.com forward slash CRWH and be a blessing to women in need. For more information about Castle Rock Women's Health, please visit our website at crwomenshealth.com. Thank you so much. Striving for Eternity is a Christ-centered ministry focused on equipping people for eternity. And they provide speakers and seminars that come to your church with expertise in theology, hermeneutics, world religions, creation science, evangelism, presuppositional apologetics, church history, and expertise in sexual abuse in the church. For details on their seminars and to request a speaker for your church, go to strivingforeternity.org. Striving to make today an eternal day for the glory of God. All right, and I'm glad uh, we can have Nathan join us this time. It almost didn't happen. I thought I was going to have to push it back till next week, but we squeaked it in under the wire, barely, I think, I hope. <laughs> but hey, uh, I'm glad you could join us for this, and I hope uh, it is useful and uh, edifying. That means building you up, uh, encouraging in your Christian walk, and understanding of just the Christian life 
Uh, and with that, I don't have a lot further to say. Uh, so this is Rob to say this is your host Keith signing off saying thanks for listening and you can uh, comment back to us in many ways and you will find out about that right now. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Visit life-truth.com where you can find all our shows. Leave a message or call our voicemail number at 401-753-4844. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash life truth page. Follow us on Twitter at capital H, capital P, capital N, capital C, A-S-T. Everything Nathan Caldwell does can be found at facebook.com forward slash protectors of the book. Music in the show is used by permission of Kevin Zerby at zerbinator.wordpress.com. May the word of Christ dwell on you richly. May you find everything you need. And if you don't know Jesus, your greatest need is a Savior. Thanks for listening.